So welcome to this week's edition of the Retail Risk Podcast, sponsored by Alltag, and thanks as always to our supporting partners, 3X Logic, Aura, Lodge Service, and Intrepid Security. Now, my guest this week is Dean Williamson. Now, Dean has a wealth of experience in starting and growing businesses. Beginning life as a qualified carpenter, he founded Prime Build in Australia in 2008 and has developed it into a highly successful construction business. Now, through his leadership, Prime Build achieved fourth position in the BRW Fast 100 in 2014. He's won multiple Key Supplier of the Year awards across their customer base also. Invited to join the CEO Institute at the age of 28, Dean was nominated for the EY Entrepreneur of the Year Award at just 29. And I happen to know is a qualified yoga instructor also. So Dean, welcome. Thanks for having me. Um, so before we get onto matters of business, I'm actually intrigued when young Dean was sat at school growing up, what, what was your intended career? What was the passion? What did you actually want to get into? Oh, that's a yeah, good one. Um, my father was a builder. Uh, my grandfather was a builder. Uh, and I at first, I didn't want to be a builder. <laughs> I actually uh, studied horticulture when I first left uni. And I thought that would be the pathway for me. However, I guess I was uh, the vortex of and the intrigue of construction um, grew too great and, and uh, found my way yeah, back into construction, which was, uh, yeah, a few years ago now, but something I, I really love and really passionate about. So was there a little weave or path along the way or was it literally university and then into construction or did you did you dabble with anything else first? Well, I guess I, at a young age, I had a, a landscape maintenance business and I had a nursery as well when I was still at high school. So I was sort of uh, flexing my business skills, let's say. Uh, I um, studied horticulture, as I said, which I sort of continued that maintenance business. And it wasn't until, I guess, my third year out of school, I actually decided to pick up a, a carpentry apprenticeship, uh, which was a little bit a bit later on. But learning the fundamentals of, of our trade and how things go together was has been a really important part of I guess my career, an important part of how I guess Prime Build our business looks at um, yeah dealing with construction. I was interested. So listening to you there, you're saying you had a nursery business early on. There was clearly an entrepreneurial spirit running through your your blood from an early age. Do you think that was because the family had got the construction business? Are you, have you sort of taken that from other members of the family? No, I wish. No, uh, actually, Tim and myself started Prime Build. Yeah, from a very much from a standing start. So no. My family are more small business people, so I know there was there wasn't much to be passed on. So we we sort of started from scratch there, and I think it just the 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 ability to create uh, I guess a, an environment that is there to deliver on on a purpose, which for us is very much centres around a quality, safe, and customer centric business. Uh, easy to say, not so easy to do, but that's that's what gets me up in the morning and and gets what drives our team as well. So and I've just always felt by starting or creating a business, it's the opportunity to sort of to build that that customer experience along the way, which is immensely satisfying when we get it right, which isn't every time, but we we try really hard. <laughs> yeah, and, and you've got some amazing uh, customers that, that you work with. I mean, the roster of, uh, of, of those who you can count as clients is it, pretty impressive. Isn't it? And it looks like a few of them have kept you around for a while as well, which has got to be a good sign. Yeah, we're really proud, um, I guess, having a few of the corporates we've clicked over 10 years with, which for business has been running for 13 years. We're really proud of, of that sort of tenure. Um, we delivered over 150 projects for you know, some of Australia's largest supermarket brands. Uh, so we're really, really proud of that that journey. And I guess Tim and myself, we've definitely learned along the way about, yeah, uh, yeah there's a long-term and a short-term game in, in business. And I'm sure many of your listeners um, would be part of the longer term approach. And, and for us, that's really what we we try to do. And I said, we don't get it right, but our commitment is when we get it wrong, we, we will answer the phone and we will sort it out. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I think you're right. You know, that 
you know, when something goes wrong, and you're right, invariably it will. But if it's 5.30, 6 o'clock on a Friday afternoon, the key is, you know, who's going to who's gonna pick the call up, isn't it, and, uh, yeah. and, and actually do something. <laughs> Absolutely, yep. So, so when it started, um, there you are, you were thinking, okay, you know, I'd like to start a construction business. Fairly, fairly bold statement in itself. How did Prime Build come about? Was it, you know, sat, sat down a bar thinking, do you know what? It would be good to be one of the fastest growing construction companies <laughs> around. It's quite a quite a big aim. I mean, what what goes idea to, to building the business up? Yeah, look, it was as simple as Tim and I were good mates and we used to, you know, on a Saturday afternoon, have a couple of beers and and literally talk about what could be. Uh, that turned into doing a demolition contract uh, actually for his father's business in our early years. Uh, that turned into doing um, odd jobs for other builders. Um, our first project was with the retailers actually with Kmart. We we're doing some toilet refurbishments of their uh, back of house staff toilets. We did about 18 of those or 19 of those um, across New South Wales at the state that we live in. And uh, we got uh, word that they came up were about to launch a full development program. So upgrade every single store uh, around the country. And I got word that their development manager was actually walking through this store that we're doing the toilet in. So I remember saying to Tim, I said, oh, Tim, you know, the, yeah, the development manager is coming. What should we do to, to stand out? And Tim just said, Tim, I know what we'll do. Uh, we'll put a digilock on our hoarding door. I remember asking him at the time, I was like, Tim, I don't even know what a digilock is. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's just a little keypad. So we presented our hoarding really well, had Digilock on there and the, the development manager walked through and said, wow, I've never seen a builder take so much pride in the presentation of their of your site and have so much empathy and respect for our customers. Why don't you come and have a coffee with me? So we had a coffee that afternoon. That night, I got the tender drawings through for this one store refurbishment, um, which we won. We delivered successfully, no, one, no, no injuries, defect free, all the things that, that are really important to us and to our customer, obviously. Uh, and off the back of that, we were a part of this this tender, which we, we were appointed as the sole um, contractor for Kmart Australia for New South Wales. Um, that's where our business just yeah really catapult and, and grow quite quickly. Um, it was a real shock to the system. I mean, I remember thinking over the Christmas break, you know, what how on earth did we get here? And and what about us inspired a business, a national business like Kmart, to give us a, give us a chance? And I guess at that moment, we actually I wrote down those points of who I thought we were, which is we now call the Prime Build Way. Um, they're our core values. And I'm pleased to say, you know, was that 11, 12 years later, we we still refer to them. I've got them on the wall just above me here in my office. Uh, and that's, that's I guess, how we, we drive our business. And as far as awards and everything like that, that was, we didn't even know there was such thing. It was all about how do we, how do we find that digilock? How do we delight our customer? What are those little things can we do that will make our customer feel good? And, and therefore, I guess, make us feel good and, and, and valuable to our customers. Um, that's sort of been our DNA and, and what we strive to still continue today. I almost feel like that digilock or even the whole door should be in a frame on the office wall. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not a bad idea. <laughs> or a sort of a photo of the very first door. But it is yeah. interesting. You know, I, I know that you guys, I've heard about this. You know, you very much focus on, you know, is it fair to say refurbishments in, a, in an open store, a live store environment? And you, you, you literally present your construction or refurb uh, as it's part of the store so you know and that's so unusual to hear yeah I, we've been fortunate to have customers that have high expectations and we've just tried to meet them uh working that live environment as we describe it which is which is not only retail we work across education government care and industrial as well but we find that the retail environment is naturally very demanding and there's high stakes you know we've you do the stats if we're across 30 or 40 
live environments at any one time. You know, there's maybe 5,000 plus individuals, 10,000 pass through those stores every day, times seven days, times 20. Like that's a lot of fingers and toes that we're responsible for of the general public. So we 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 like the challenge, but it's a big responsibility as well to keep keep everyone safe. So, so to, from that, you know, first, uh, you know, initial project, tell me about the business today. I mean, what's the scope of it, the size, maybe name drop a few of the particularly retailers that, that you continue to work with? Yep. So we've been very fortunate to, to pick up a lot of the, the, the larger retailers and landlords uh, across across Australia. Uh, so today, if I fast forward, we we are a national business. We work, we operate out of every state and territory across Australia, we employ just over 130 full-time staff across our three core offices along the East Coast. That's along the East Coast of, of Australia where most of the population is centred. Uh, and I guess as far as customers go, it's, it's you know, the, the, the major supermarkets, Coles, Woolworths, Audi, are our core customers, along with a lot of the big box retailers um, as well in the, the Targets and the, and, and the Kmarts. Uh, we also work for some of the, the major asset owners and landlords, um, including Vicinity, ISPT, a bit of work for Centre Group. Uh, and um, as recently as Actually, last week we were appointed by, or sorry, late last year, by uh, Uniqlo as their sole provider of construction now across Australia. They've just gone for a national panel and they've appointed one builder, which we're really lucky to to be us. So in the retail space, that's, I guess, the the breadth of our customer set as far as how we, what we deliver. We deliver everything from smaller, discrete packets of pockets of work, which is more in that technology quite related to this conversation, Uh, particularly in the risk space we're seeing at the moment is a lot of focus naturally with with where the... um, economies are at um, through to uh, refurbishments of existing trading environments uh, we do fit outs of new space and we also extend structurally existing space and we also build new supermarkets and new shopping centers as well so um, we're not doing the, the big end of work probably up to 15 or 20 million dollars in value is our is our upper limit um, most of our work centers however in that live environment space and that's really what we've built our culture around I mean, that's an amazing, um, you know, running through that list of clients. I mean, you must almost have to pinch yourself at some point when you say these are the people that we work with consistently. I mean, that is a who's who list of, you know, uh, retailers and brands that that anybody would want uh, as clients, for sure. It's impressive. Now, you touched on there, and this was the bit that really intrigued me, and, I, and that's, that's why I really wanted to have a conversation with you. I've heard this term from within your organisation about designing out fraud and loss. So working with retailers to 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 make changes on that basis. To have you as their construction partner involved in that process, I'd never heard of that before. So talk yeah. to me about how that came about, what you actually do. You know the, the state of play in that. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I mean, there's always a sense of confidentiality around what we do. So. If we'll keep it at that on that basis, which we really respect. Uh, we uh, we're really fortunate to be engaged. It was actually through um, some uh, some um, professionals who were brought over from from some of the larger like the ASDA style chains in the UK, where the, the model the contracting model is very much relationship volume based. So it's it's about a um, I guess a, a, an engagement that runs for across multiple sites for multiple years with 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 a set group of of contractors or of sorry, stakeholders, so design team, builder, client rep. Um, that's how the Kmart system was, was set up, which we were really lucky to be a part of. That culture and that partnership or alliance contracting really suits our culture and who we are. We we're fortunate to bring on board a gentleman by the name of Peter Berg, who was actually brought over to set up the Kmart program originally. Uh, and Pete heads up what we call our rollouts division. Um, our rollouts division is very much a turnkey um, technology 
I guess, execution business, uh, for want of a better word. Uh, we support um, any sort of technology rollouts and, and the risk space is, is a real priority at the moment for our customers. So we're really focusing in on there. And we had examples as simple as literally as, as, as easy as just recently, as, as in this week, whereby there's there's naturally a, an identified opportunity and or some technology that's typically coming from different parts of the world around could be simply as how we put on some physical barriers and some technology around how you know self-checkouts are being operated or physically people are entering or exiting the store. Uh, and I guess the what the way I see it, why it's happening at the moment is that the technology manufacturer will have a, a product we're able to work with the importer to support how that turns from you know something you see in Euroshop you know in in a month's time to something we can actually install at mass and at pace. Uh, we've been very fortunate to be part of some some significant programs where we're hitting you know three, four, five hundred stores a year um, across uh, across a fleet um, of our of our customers and doing it at a pace that that we've been able to really improve on how it was being delivered previously. Um, so if I can cut that down to what do we what do we actually do? Uh, what we find is that there's that initial I guess R and D element where no one quite knows how the technology works, what's the payback going to be. So for us to we've got a senior a senior member of our management team um, who really focuses on that part, that really upfront Pete. So we we're on site with with the leadership from our customer. We're actually physically not only delivering the install but taking those lessons learned on a on on day zero almost about how how we can we can physically install that of course before that i should say supporting the physical design as well because what we find is when you've got a new piece of technology no one really knows how it fits or how it's going to impact you know um customer flow or or, or store operations so being firsthand and literally watching it happen in real time taking those lessons learned and so we can really quickly adapt and learn okay well this worked this didn't work so when the trial goes from one to three we're able to apply those learnings in a rapid succession because often it goes from three to 50, <laughs> from 50 to 500. So yeah, the, and, and the big gain we're, we're finding is by having a, a very small team who's then committed to that initial R&D design, learning iteration, and through those early stages, we're able to really cut down that time from concept to really hitting things at, at, at pace. And of course, then hitting that ROI target that our customers are, are, are really aiming for. Um, so that, that's, I guess, it, as far as the overall piece, what does it look like on the ground? Um, we've got a what we call a PMO function. So we effectively program manage um, the entire process. So we take control of design. Um, we take control of the approval process. Of course, our clients will will be the approvers ultimately, but we take their design brief. And, and as the, as the per person ultimately responsible for the execution of the works, um, you know, we have a highly vested interest in making sure that, that that approval process timeline is adhered to and that accountability, which of course is set in a, in a consultative way at the start, um, is, is been a really important part to the, what we've seen in the success. Um, again, the program management where we've got a large float of, of, um, of, of stores or projects to deliver means that we can, we can ultimately really manage that program carefully, communicate upward and downward to store to all stakeholders to make sure everyone knows how things are tracking. Um, that's been a really important part of our piece. And, and things as simple as if we need um, authority approvals or even landlord approvals, they're the things that just, they just get in the way of an effective execution at times. Uh, we've got a team dedicated to, to managing that because we just figure that if we, if we know it's an, an issue and a risk, well, let's make sure we try and get ahead of that curve and just really push 
um, push things through in that sense. So um, moving on to delivery, we manage logistics, um, consolidation of equipment, which is supplied either by our client or, or by ourselves. Um, and it's all on a just-in-time basis, respecting the little space, of course, that our clients have you know, in, in their store operation environment. Um, when it comes to the, the install side of things, we're really proud of our safety culture. That's that's probably you asked, how do we have such a list of customers? I'm going to say, hopefully, I think a big part of it is because we we hold safety in, in the same regard as our, as our clients do um, and how we manage this, the safe installation of, we could be hitting 30 or 40 sites per week, um, you know, simultaneously around the country, um, doing different bodies of, of work. So the, the, managing that in a safe manner is a, is a big is a big deal for us. And delivering uh, that, that the scopes, as I said, and then it's, of course, there's the reporting on the back end to make sure we're managing the quality uh, and the sign-offs. And we have a real thing about our business about how we can try and be get closer and closer to defect-free projects. So for us, um, finishing every distinct project in, in that sort of manner is, is, is really important. And if there are issues, we make sure we, yeah, we get back there and sort it out as we go. For every type of business, the power of a data-driven security video management system designed to give you total control anywhere, anytime, 3xLogic. You know, I mean, I and most people have heard of, you know, fabulous new pieces of technology, specifically for us in the fraud loss prevention space. Yep. One trial store works brilliantly, and then the contractor rolls out the next 50 stores and installs them incorrectly. And then actually they don't achieve anything at all other than just become a barrier to a sale or yeah. <laughs> in the wrong place. So so yep, yep. To, to to hear that you're, I guess, involved with the technology partner, that's quite um, that's quite a forward thinking way to approach it. But I guess you then get known to your clients as being proactive in that way. And then have you reached a point where you're now almost going to other clients and say, you know, from a, a, a fraud and loss perspective, we've done this. You might like to consider that. Are you on the front foot now with that with that technology from a sales point of view? Look, we, I mean, not not so much. It, it's sort of we we've sort of we really try and focus on what we've got ahead of us. Um, I know it sounds probably a little bit sort of thing, but yeah, you know, what we do is very labor intensive. Naturally, we we are executing the works ourselves, which is how we control the quality. And uh, we do find that the word of mouth and that natural propagation is is our is our BD for us sort of thing. Yeah, that's that's really how our business is, our entire business has grown. Is is um yeah we don't sort of have a, a sales team. It's it's sort of um yeah it's our it's our team doing the work. Yeah. <laughs> is it? So, so but um, on the ground. Now you you touched on the culture there within the business and uh, and you know talking to you and and you know people in the industry it definitely comes across. And that leads me nicely on to we can't have a conversation without talking about your shirt, uh, which <laughs> which I happen to know uh, is a really, really cool initiative that you've got going on in the business. I'm not going to steal any more of your thunder. So <laughs> talk to me about the shirt, Dean. Got it. No, thanks, Paul. The construction industry, for those um, who are aware of it, is it, there is a lot of stigma around mental health. Um, it was a quite a few years ago when we, we have an initiative in Australia, Are You OK Day? And remember the statistic around yeah your suicide in our industry is just something that we just don't accept um so everyone has a, has a role to play for us it's about having conversations about it's about breaking down the barriers and recognizing that you know to have feelings and to be real about when we're having a tough day and to support each other is very much a culture of of the 21st century 
I'm really proud about our culture um, and, and the initiatives, one of which is, as you said, this shirt's a, literally a conversation starter and that's that's the intent of it. Um, but just more broadly, to give a few points on the compass, we, uh, we're really proud partners of Mates in Construction, which is a, a peak body around, um, yeah, suicide prevention and mental health, mental health awareness. We also have, a, in parallel, we have a mental health first aid program where individuals can volunteer to be um, take a two-day training course to be um, actually trained in mental health first aid. And, and we, we build a network amongst our team, not necessarily to be experts or to be able to you know, solve an individual's problem, but to be able to have a better, better equipped and supported to have a conversation, often a referring conversation to help somebody seek out some support that maybe they weren't so, so comfortable to. So um, I'm so proud of our culture and our team around this. Ronnie, who's head of our, who's head of safety, he's absolutely our, our, our lead and champion in the space. He's, he's an absolute um, legend of a, of a guy. Um, and here at Prime Build, you know, it's, it is, we do strive to have a real or nothing culture. Um, so um, yeah, look, we, it's the job's never done, um, but it's just trying to be real about things. And, and um, thanks for asking. I, I really, really appreciate it. So. And I think you're quite right within the construction industry to have, you leading the way like that, I think uh, you know you you need to be uh, giving huge credits. So so carry on the good work, long may it continue. Thank you. <laughs> now, finally, you know what on earth next for the business? I mean, it sounds like you know great referrals coming in, amazing client list. But I assume you know you've got some thoughts in the back of your mind about where you'd like to take the business. So what what does that look like over the next few years? Yeah, no. There's always something for us. It's really hitting our straps and really delivering consistent quality work. That that's it's sort of doesn't sound over exciting, but that that's everything to us. We know that when we we do that well, the business does does great things. Um, we we're really pleased about our journey, but we do see an opportunity to integrate more technology in how we operate. Uh, we've got we've got a program happening at the moment where we're looking to increase tech. Uh, yeah, the challenge of any role that is, if we're not doing it in a digital way, we're, we're sort of we're sort of wasting people's times, you know. And if technology can can solve the problem, so the beauty of working in a rollout high volume space is that we see a lot of opportunity. Which, what does that mean for us? It means potentially supporting um, other customers. It means potentially supporting customers in other countries as well, um, because we can take our philosophy, let's say, in theory, and, and really start to package it up and, and think about other things. But yeah, that's that's sort of fun things for the future. Hopefully, that means we can also get get costing down as well because we see a constant barrier to everything we do uh, is around keeping the cost down. So that's a that's a big focus of ours as well. Um, but in the meantime, it's very much head down, um, really trying to delight our customers that we've got on the board uh, and and investing in technology to to put ourselves in a stronger position for 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 the for the next phase, which is which is really exciting. I mean, I must say a call out to our team, our rollouts team. We have the most dedicated, passionate individuals in in the business and um yeah they do a, a bang up job every day so um yeah i think we just make sure we're supporting supporting the team along the way is, is a massive focus so well i think probably huge credit to uh to you as well you can't have somebody like yourself leading the business bouncing around uh clearly passionate about it and then not take a little bit of that to your own work as well so keep up that good work now um i think i'm right in saying um uh, retail risk sydney in uh in a few weeks time uh 9th of february you're going to be at that as well so i think you and i might actually get a chance to meet in person that'd be great no really looking forward to that really looking coming along to the to the evening event and uh checking it all out and seeing what it's all about so yeah looking forward to that paul that'd be great i shall wait to see whether you're in a uh, conversation starter <laughs> shirt as well so we'll look forward to that dean for now that is really? absolutely amazing fascinated to hear the work specifically around fraud and loss that you're doing your, your roster of retail clients is awesome. 
keep up the good work. But for now, Dean, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Paul. Really appreciate it.